Hello and welcome to a special episode of Say Something Interesting, the follow-up podcast from Eastlake Tri-Cities Church in Richland, Washington. My name is Brent. With, with me is my friend Megan. Hi, everyone. And uh, it's Monday. We're doing this on a yeah. Monday. Back to our regular schedule. Everything's good. Glorious. It's... Uh, <laughs> Nice and warm in the Tri Cities for a winter. Yeah, it's like in the 40s. Know, it was sunny been, today. It was nice. Great. Yeah. We are in full football playoff swing. Oh, yeah. yeah we are. Professional. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, official. Uh, and Did you cry a little yesterday when the Cowboys lost? Uh, no, because I, I don't like the Cowboys. Well, I know, either. but you it was just the, don't what, like the 49ers. What I wish is that halfway through the game, Roger Goodell <laughs> just called down and said, you know what? Both these teams are bad. And we just. <laughs> It was an ugly game. It really was oh, ugly. Yeah. It was not fun to watch uh, both teams, <laughs> I thought. Uh, either the defenses are like the best ever or uh, their offenses just suck. So, Well, go Eagles. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Eagles this week for sure, which is unfortunate. My, for some reason, because I just have an antenna, and this summer it worked fine and I got all the channels. But now that it's cold... Richland doesn't oh. get very good reception, I guess. Really? And I don't like I don't get them anywhere, so I didn't watch any of the games at all. But I don't know. We'll see. There, um, so I have a Fubo account, which is oh, like yeah, an uh-huh. online thing, and uh, so you can stream TV. That's how I stream like the football. like the cable channels or not like the cable, the like, like yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So I had the downstairs TV connected to it because on my lunch hour sometimes if there's like a, a soccer game or highlights mm-hmm. or something, I'll eat lunch and watch it or whatever. Um, so it's logged into it. Well, I'm home yesterday watching, and there was a birthday party happening here by oh, our yeah, friend uh-huh. Hayden and Rachel. Yeah. And uh, th- uh, they were apparently logging in to watch the football game. They oh. found it on the TV, but I'm watching it, and it kicks. Once one is on, it kicks the other person oh, off. Oh, no. And so I'm watching, and I'm sitting there, and then it goes, uh, hey, you've got too many people watching, kicks them off. Well, then I can then log back in and be like, kick them off, right? Yeah. So we were in this back and forth thing like four <laughs> or five times. Eventually, I had to call me like, hey, bro, um, I'm actually watching the game. And it's it's this is my personal one, not yeah. like the church yeah. one. <laughs> I, pay, I pay personal money for this. So if yeah. you can just log off for me, that would be great. And he's yeah. like, oh, yeah, sorry. I didn't know who I was doing it to. <laughs> sorry, man. I hate to ruin a birthday party, but uh, I really funny. need to watch some football. Yeah. So it was one of those things. That's funny. Did you have a good week? Uh, yeah, it was good. I'm trying to think. I don't know. Nothing exciting, super exciting happened. I had some friends over on Saturday, which was nice. It was good. Okay. So. All yeah. right. Yeah. I had a dramatic, uh, I had two instances in the last week where I realized I'm super thankful to be born in the era in which I was born. <laughs> okay. Okay. One is I, uh, one one early morning, I can't remember what morning it was, I got into the shower before I'd put my contacts in. Okay. And it was just never like a thing. I always, I, usually I wake up, go make coffee, put my contacts in, and then take a shower. That's like the process. Uh-huh. For whatever reason, it was got backed up and, and I had to go fast. So I got in the shower without my contacts and I realized like how insanely blind I am. Like you have no <laughs> idea. People have no idea. And I realized in that moment, if this were real, I can't even, I'm, I can't even like, I have to smell it to be like, is this shampoo or is this conditioner? <laughs> It's so bad. <laughs> if I had been born before glasses were a thing, I know uh-huh. that it's, they've been around for a long time. It would have to have been a lo- like a couple hundred years yeah, ago, uh-huh. right? That's like if yeah, that that's a really case, different era. I would have been absolutely dead in the survival of the fittest. <laughs> Brent is homeless and or dead. That's how it works. He's he's begging at the gates because and he can't even tell. You know what? That like changes because how. I don't know. I just had a moment of like, how many blind people in the Bible were actually just like needed a prescription? Yeah. You know, <laughs> totally. like, like That's how true. many more yeah. blind people would we have 
if Were they we actually didn't have blind glasses. or they just didn't have yeah or yeah, they just yeah. had horrible vision yeah so they couldn't see th- you know what i mean like yeah. anyway i just had a moment of so like, in that moment i realized as i finished up the shower i was like i uh i am this is really bad this is so bad i would <laughs> how be thick dead. are your glasses uh i don't even wear them in the daytime so I know you don't, but you have to wear them thick. at night. Yeah. Do you have a prescription at all? No, mm. I have. I have numbers for you, but they don't. They wouldn't mean anything to you. You'd be like, oh, that's not too bad. And every, everybody who has contacts would be like, oh my god, that is horrible. I have been since I turned thirty, though. I think I might need like nighttime distance glasses. Yeah. Because sometimes I'm like, what's that? I'm at that age. <laughs> Our, my discussion in the lobby after church on Sunday was with two dudes who were talking about readers and glasses. Those are my friends. That's the era that I'm in. Yeah. Yeah, I got some readers this week. Changed my life, you know? <laughs> got blue light on there. I can keep up with my Facebook <laughs> with my readers on. All right, that was option number one. Option number two, which was far more or of like an emotional roast number two? Yeah, experience number two, where I'm like, glad to be alive in this era. Okay. On Thursday... I'm at my house. We have some guy coming by to tune our piano. Okay. okay. I'm working from home. I got my computer out and I'm I'm working on all kinds of stuff, whatever. And he is sitting there pushing, you know, with his, he's got his little instruments out mm-hmm. there. We've never done that. We've owned this piano for 11 years. I think maybe it got tuned when it first got moved in, but it's been a long time. Yeah. you. That's, I think. Really long. You're supposed to do it way more often than yeah, that. Yeah. Like every year. And Joey's been playing it more often. So we were like, we got to do this. So anyways, yeah. he's over here. He's doing this thing. He's done, you know, pushing all these things, whatever. Uh, and then all of a sudden, and I'm on my computer and all of a sudden my computer just freezes on me Uh-oh. and I'm like, ah, oh, it's been doing this lately. I don't know what's going on. And so I, I do like a hard reset on it. And when I do the hard reset on it, it flashes like this weird screen. And then, uh, when it comes back on, it has like basically the equivalent of the spinning wheel or, um, it's just yeah, the f- rainbow, right? Yeah, but it's a fi- it was a file folder with a big question mark uh, on it. Oh, it looked like I got hacked by the Riddler is oh, what it no. looked like. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. And I'm, every button I'm pushing doesn't work. I'm now Googling stuff on my phone. What does this mean? And everybody's like, that is really bad. You don't want that. That's, <laughs> oh, no. That means something's dead. And that means you don't have an, IO, you don't, you don't have an operating system on your computer, oh, no. which means you don't have a hard drive because you do have everything else. And they're like, well, what do, you, what do you do if you don't have a hard drive? And everybody goes, you buy a new hard drive. And they're like, yeah, but what happens to all your data? You don't have that data anymore because oh you gosh. don't have a hard drive anymore. This is on Thursday. This is at like towards the end of the work day. Probably. Oh no. So all the work you've done. All of it. Was it like a sermon writing gone. day? Yeah. Oh yeah. That's my yeah. sermon writing day. Yeah. Everything yeah. is gone. This is at like two o'clock in the afternoon. This oh, is happening. Oh no. And uh, so I call <laughs> our friend Brandon up, yeah, who is uh-huh. the, like the computer genius I know. And he goes, yeah, dude, that's gone. That's toast. <gasps> and he goes, um, you don't want to put another hard drive in it because it's the same computer I had when we started this church. When yeah. we started the church, I, the, the, the I don't know if you, were you around at that time? Yeah, yeah. They, we bought you a computer. Everybody like pooled money and yeah, surprised uh-huh. me on a Sunday morning at the computer. That's the yeah. same computer yeah. I've had for 11 years. Never yeah. change it. And uh, so this is probably just an inevitability. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really surprising that it lasted this long. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it has everything on it. My whole life is on that oh, thing. No. As yours, I mean, yours probably is too, right? Yeah, so, I mean, not really because I replaced my computer not that long ago, but. So then I'm like, uh, he Brandon goes, well, you have a backup or a time machine, right? And I'm like, oh man, I think so, but I don't remember the last time I backed it all up. Uh-huh. I mean, do you remember the last time you backed nope. your computer up? Yeah. Like never. E- ever, right? <laughs> And so he's like, well, that's not good. And I go, I know, man, Uh, it's not good. And then he goes, how much of your stuff is on the cloud? And I said, I think a lot. I think I I did 
adjust that recently to where like I'm trying to it, store like, as much as I can on the cloud. Yeah, okay. Right? Yeah. And that's kind of a new era. That's in the yeah. last, what, four uh-huh. years, five years yep. that that's been kind of uh-huh. a thing? And so I bought a brand new computer and it <gasps> asked me, do you want to, do you want, I had to, right? Yeah. I, I went to Costco, got the one that's like <laughs> t- three years old on the, la- it's from 2020. It's like nice, the ones that were. Nice. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and then I opened it up and like, do you want to transfer from another hard drive? And I was like, I, I want to, yes, but I don't have that option. So No. <laughs> And then they said, okay, what's your Apple ID? So then you log into that. And I open up my computer and almost everything <gasps> came over from the cloud. From the cloud. And I was like, thank you. Thank you, Lord sweet baby Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> For the cloud. I've never been a huge proponent. I don't really, I've never really understood it. I must have clicked a button and I'm so thankful that I did. Because literally, I've, this is like the I'd best advertisement in. for the cloud. Oh ever. my gosh. <laughs> Pay for the cloud, everybody. Uh, yeah. Because I don't even know what I would have done. I have no idea what I would have done. But, um, you know, it, then, unfortunately, the rest of my Thursday and part of my Friday was re-logging back yes. into everything. Every single thing. Everything yeah. that mm-hmm. I've ever done and trying yeah. to find all those passwords again and remember them all. Yep. And that's a pain. That, it definitely was a pain. Listen, it was not fun. No. It was an emotional roller coaster. It was... <laughs> I've lost everything. The highest of highs and the lowest the, of the, lows. The lowest of lows is when you lost everything. The highest of highs is it's everything's back. Then the 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 tedious the tedium yes. nature of oh my god my life is pointless is what was that password again? Forgot password. I probably have thirty forgot password emails in my box. Thirty. So I I even forgot on on Saturday night I went to go upload my notes to Slack which is our uh-huh. internal messaging system and I realized I didn't even have Slack on my computer oh, for like wow, yeah. two days that's like that's what we use that's what we use yeah. that's our mm-hmm. lifeblood and I'm like oh my gosh I don't even remember my password for that <laughs> oh so uh, before you wow, right what? before you oh, yeah, is, is my it. new one it looks really similar to your old one so I didn't notice yep but <laughs> it's the exact same model but. <laughs> nine years newer or okay, whatever. Well, you so know, in 10 more years. Maybe 10 years, you know. You'll have to, to get a new one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, there you go. Wow, what a story, man. It's a great story. It's good. <laughs> I like how, like, opposite those were. Because the first one was, like, you're really thankful to have eyeglasses. Sure. And that was, like, hearkening back to many, 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 many years ago. Yeah. And the first one is a very, like, modern yeah. thing. Yeah. The timeline is yeah. broad and, and, <laughs> and reaches across all things. Um, but, oh, man, I'm telling you, uh, uh, did you ever lose a paper in, in, in when you were going to school? Like, you wrote a paper uh, yeah, and then I all of a sudden so. didn't file, uh-huh. you know, didn't autosave. Yeah. And you're just like, I have to rewrite all of this I again. think I got, I think I was really paranoid about it. So I don't think I ever lost the whole thing, but I definitely had a couple of times where I lost like a big portion of it that I'd just done. Yeah. So. And yeah. I know people say, well, you should rewrite things anyways, because it's always better the second time you rewrite it. It's more concise. Yeah. And but more when plain. you're doing it three oh, hours it before it's due. <laughs> that's, that's true. It's really hard to pull that off. You're just turning in whatever comes out of yeah. your brain at yeah. that point. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Anyways, moving on. It's all good. <laughs> It's gravy. Uh, we continued our series uh, called the time this time around uh, a series on resolve moving forward and not just resolutions but something beyond that having some sort of a resolve about some things and we talked about well let's talk about it on a corporate level what we're going to try and do around here and then you can kind of interpret for yourself if if this transfers over to what you want to do personally great if there's another arena then the freedom to be able to mm-hmm. do that. 
Um, but we, we talked about community in the first one, basically finding your people. That was last week. Uh, and then this week, this idea of growing spiritually or spiritual disciplines or how, uh, how God uses things to kind of grow our faith was essentially the, the piece that we had kind of talked mm-hmm. through. And um, we said we went through the uh, definition of what I think it means to grow spiritually. It has to do with trust, like every relationship has to do with trust. Um, and then I, we went through the kind of the five scenarios that I think are pretty commonplace for people with, with, when they look back and they would say, when I grew the most spiritually was when yeah. I started reading my Bible or I uh, started serving at, uh, at the mission or I started, um, I, you know, fi- sitting or finding this podcast that really spoke mm-hmm. volumes to me that kind of meant like practical teaching for me to kind of go and do something with or... Uh, pivotal circumstances in my life and then providential uh, mm-hmm. relationships. Um, and so we walked through some of those. And then uh, at the very end, we said, how do you measure that kind of stuff? Yeah. What's the measuring tool? And uh, we we said, it's that time frame, shortening of the time frame between what I know how to do and then my, finding myself doing it. And we looked at a great kind of finishing story of, of Peter um, and some of the, I think, the spiritual growth that Jesus was trying to point him towards mm-hmm. and make him aware of what he was going to be. And I do think I can't, I can't speak more about the dramatic transformation of pre-Pentecost Paul, or sorry, pre-Pentecost Peter, pre, pre-Jesus having that conversation with, with Peter, mm-hmm. and then post, like what you, the, the version of Peter that you see in the book of Acts, mm-hmm. the version of Peter that you see who probably writes first and second Peter, uh, the, 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 type of Peter that is talked about in some of the other New Testament epistles or even throughout church history of like kind of like a steady CEO of an organization mm-hmm. that is as big and uh, and it's uh, and as significant as it as that ministry was or as that that thing was um he was built in the fires of somebody who was just kind of jumping out of boats and doing crazy stuff, pulling swords out. I mean, not your typical, I mean, he was really, really transformed throughout this process. And I think became that kind of a leader that he's, that he wasn't built that way. He wasn't the natural. I don't think that, I don't think that early on people will go, well, naturally, I think we're going to go with him because he seems like the, the same. <laughs> yeah. Cause he person. was really reactionary. Very reactionary. Yeah. 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 Which um, is not, usually a good quality in a leader of a big organization. Right. So, yeah, yeah. I think sometimes entrepreneurially um, that some reactionaries are good starters Mm -hmm. um, because they want to rebel against status quo or they have something and they're passionate about seeing it through. Mm -hmm. But then what you see in the evolution of a lot of the businesses are the founder served his time to take it to a point and then realized what I need is somebody who is, a little bit more steady, probably a little bit more political, mm-hmm. um, a little bit more somebody who's uh, doesn't itch to always change things up and shake things up just for the sake of changing things up, but is kind of willing to kind of plod through. I need a steady plotter. Mm-hmm. And a, a lot of times that requires a shift in leadership uh, for an organization that like a like a person shift. A That's person what you mean. shift. Yeah. yeah. Like I, mean, I go from this person to a different even, person. Even in yeah. church plants, what you see is there are people who are designed to be great church planters, and they're great church pastors for the first five or seven years of mm-hmm. a church ministry, and then they just get the itch to go do something different and be entrepreneurial. And mm-hmm. I, I got I gotta go. I got I can't just like I just can't plug away at this forever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I need a challenge or something mm-hmm. like that. And so that person leaves, and somebody else comes in, and. You know, I understand that that's how sometimes it can work. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, 
So yeah, for sure. Yeah. But Peter is able to like transition that in himself. Well, through, you know, the help of Christ. And- <laughs> I, I think so. And I think spiritual maturity and I spiritual think growth. Jesus so. saw some of that in him. Yeah. And I think he called him to that. I mean, uh, you're talking about on the mountaintop of Caesarea Philippi, when he's gathering with his disciples, looking down and saying, what are people saying about me? And people are saying this and that. And well, what do you think about me? And Peter's the first one that says, I've never seen anything like you before. Mm-hmm. Like the only category that somewhat fits you for me is this idea of a Messiah, right? And, or a son, the son of God. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then Jesus looking at Peter and saying, on this rock, I'll build my church, um, which is either, you know, if you're Catholic, it meant like Peter was the first Pope. Mm-hmm. That's how the thing got started. Um, but if you're just, uh, if if you're not, then it's that that kind of a saying. Yeah, the church is built upon that kind of a statement. Well, and like Either that way. that that amount of like belief and faith and like that like certainty in saying that. Yeah, like that's what my church is going to be built on. Yeah. is that certainty that you feel with that? Statement. Either way, I think at that moment, Jesus is drawing Peter mm-hmm. into what he wants yep, him to be for sure. Right, and challenging him and going, "This is a big responsibility. You're going to be given the king keys to the mm-hmm. kingdom of heaven." What you say are in, people are going to think are in. What you say are out, mm-hmm. people are going to think are out. That's a huge responsibility mm-hmm. um, in terms of, you know, the church and, and what what is relig- what belongs in the church, what is sacred, what is not sacred, what is acceptable, what is not acceptable. Um, so huge responsibility. Don't, don't screw this up. Like, <laughs> love your ambition and your reactionariness. That was something that endeared you to me probably early on but I am going to need you to mature over time mm-hmm. and become the leader that is going to be responsible mm-hmm. for something like this. So yeah. I think that's a really cool piece. Yeah. Yeah. And like Peter, like when we mature, right, we are, we change and we're taking things that we used to be and we're like growing in them. Right. So yeah. as anyone matures, you should kind of become calmer and steadier and like making more sound choices. Right. And you should be a person who people are like, oh, that that looks like someone who can make a sound decision, you know? We call that adulting, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, spirituality is that way, too, right? So you put, which is why I was thinking about the, like, um, the practice, I don't know, the one about, like, volunteering or serving. And, like, that helps you mature because it helps you put other people in front of yourself. And I think one thing that happens when we mature is we don't think about ourselves quite as much. Um, and we start thinking about other people as well and how how we can be a good part of other people's lives and um, be something and someone who is like benefiting people. And um, and so like that helps you mature when you do that, even if you aren't quite there yet, because going and actually serving people just forces you to think about others more. Yeah. No, I think that's a. Uh, it is most obvious uh, the benefits of doing that when you're uh, the, the most obvious benefits of putting other people's needs ahead of your own is is there or present when you are do in those types of environments. Mm-hmm. Which I think is why that's so powerful. Yeah, I think it's always true. It's just like if I do that, I'm more aware of seeing it. Yes. right? Mm-hmm. it's kind of like when I'm shopping for a car and all of a sudden I start seeing that car everywhere else. Then it just they've always been there, but I'm not. <laughs> I'm just more aware of it now. Yeah. So when I'm when I am in a position of giving myself away, I'm able to see more of the benefits of doing that and mm-hmm. not living life just for myself or building my own brand or my own ego or whatever it is. You know what I mean? That's kind of a, a fruitless endeavor. Yeah. So well, and like part of growing, like part of maturing and growing is being aware. 
of what you're doing and how you're doing it and its impact on yourself and other people, which I think all the practices are, are about that. Like all of the things you talked about, like reading your Bible more or praying more, like that's about being aware of what God is saying and how God is speaking to you. And like, you know, serving is about being aware of other people and your impact on other people. And, you know, like a providential person in your life is often someone who makes you aware of weaknesses that you have or like areas you can grow. Um, and like having those practices, you're like, Oh, I didn't know I was doing that. And so it's like, it's about that understanding who you are and how you function and then how that works in the world. Mm -hmm. And that's what grows maturity. I think more than anything. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. And then in that awareness, um, as we grow more aware of what we know or what we think we know, we grow also in our awareness of our own ignorance. Uh, Yeah. And that was part of the closing piece in there too of, of, you know, I'm accountable for the aughts that I know I ought to be doing and, and I'm not as much for this mm-hmm. stuff that I'm like, God's still working on me on that. And yeah. we have a, 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 some awareness things to go through. And yeah. I found it and I, incredibly ironic because I'm not sure which service you attended or if you just watched I online. watched the one on the second service online. Um, in our first service, we had a gentleman in the lobby uh, come through uh, who is, I think, a transient in kind of our area, mm-hmm. homeless or yeah. whatever, and, and came in asking for coffee. We always give people, you know, always give them coffee and ask them how their day's going, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And and he seemed nice and great. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's sometimes some people are coming in, they're just, you, you know, it's just transactionary. It's, you know, yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyways. So he was carrying on conversa- conversations in the lobby and had grabbed a seat on the red chairs and were waiting uh, mm-hmm. for the service to start. He was going to stay for service, which was really, really cool. So um, somebody on our greeters team had noticed they w- didn't have any shoes on. And so they're like, can I give him some money for some shoes? And I was like, <laughs> do you do you. I don't yeah, know. It's yeah. great. <laughs> Seems like a nice guy who would probably love shoes. Um, and so... Uh, so I think he did that. And then in the first service, uh, we th- this gentleman was making his way down to the front while I'm talking. Oh, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then made his way across, walked directly in front between the first row and me talking, mm-hmm. um, which is totally fine. I don't care. I, I'm blind up there. I can hardly yeah. see a- at all. I'm sure for everybody else, they're like, what's, what's, what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> Sits down on the front row on the right side next to Joe. I don't know if you know Joe at all. but uh, Joe Carrasco? Not Carrasco. Oh, okay. No, different Joe. Then uh, I don't know. One that is, uh, works with John at McCurley. Um, I'm blanking on his last name right now, but um, Joe's great. Joe Joe is, comes up to him and he's like, "Hey man, can I help you?" And he's like, "Can I sit in your seat?" And he's like, <laughs> "Joe's like, yeah, sit down in my seat, and I'll just go find a different seat." Yeah. So he does that right, <laughs> and he proceeds to break out a twisted tea. Oh, um, <laughs> I, I hear a can open. I'm like, "Oh, he's drinking soda in, in, the, in, in the throw," but he had. He had bought some some hard tea and with was enjoying... With the money for the shoes or... I think so, yeah, but uh-huh. I mean, like, I'm not checking his wallet. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, so, and afterwards, Joe came up to me to give me the heads up mm-hmm. on what was going on. He's like, he, and he's just like, man, I love it. I love, that's the kind of church we are, right? <laughs> Dude's sitting the twisted tea in the front, right? Not uh, uh, in the ignorance of not knowing. That's probably not, you know... A, <laughs> an appropriate place to be drinking a twisted tea um but you know it's it's one of those things so yeah it yeah. was uh, if you were there in first service and you're like what was going on that's yeah. a good question we were we're working on it we're trying to figure that out uh we uh, uh you know whether it's ignorance of of that's just inappropriate or also illegal in a public setting yeah 
Oh, too uh, fun. Too fun. It was great. Yeah. We do get some interesting people some, every once in a while yeah, around it's here. It's one of the benefits of being in here in the uptown. Yeah. So. <laughs> Anything else that stood out to you in the talk? No, I think that was it. All right. Yeah. Let's jump into our something interesting. Let's do it. Uh, I open so you get to go first. Yeah. So, um, Brent, I know in the past you've done dry January. Are you doing it this year? I am. I have, what, nine days left? Eight Ooh. days left? <laughs> Who's counting, though, down. right? doesn't matter. Um, I'm not doing dry January because I'm not worried about my uh, alcoholism. You know what sucks about it? <laughs> Here's what sucks. It's the time of the year in which it feels like the most opportunity for, like, like I've done two game. I never do game nights with like guy. It, like it's and I, my wife's listening to this going. You that's a lie. You do it all the time. <laughs> we've we've played Axis and do you played Axis and Allies before? I Have am heard of it? familiar like of what it is. It's a yes. game that you do not play in one night. You play no. it in a series of nights. Yes. We are engaged currently in fighting World War II <laughs> very at Brian McDowell's game. cabin or not cabin <laughs> shop. And it's a it's a it's game a that you very leave nerdy out. Game. It's a very nerdy game. Yeah. And it's the it's the best game. It's like the nerd like it's like risk. But level 100 A little nerdy. bit of whiskey While you're playing oh, okay. this game Does it help you and strategize that's what they with all whiskey? do And I'm over there Sitting up in a ginger ale <laughs> Well have I got a deal for you <sighs> um, Because the prevalence Of um, non-alcoholic Beers, wines and spirits Is we're in a Boom time of that So you can buy Kentucky 74 Spiritless bourbon If you would like to um, also like non-alcoholic IPAs, gin, um, Chardonnay, like anyways, margarita, zero proof margaritas. So did you ever, were you ever familiar with O'Doul's? I, uh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's the big joke is yeah, O'Doul's. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so that used to be like the only non-alcoholic option, yeah. but now they're making like all sorts of non-alcoholic beverages. Um, I, in fact, had some non-alcoholic sparkling wine on Saturday. And how was it? It tasted like sparkling cider, if I'm being completely honest yeah, with you. right. Okay. <laughs> or like sparkling grape juice. Um, and I was like, this tastes like Martinelli's, but that's okay. Yeah. That was me personally. It was sure. good, but yeah. I was like, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Was it too sugary? That's the problem. Like, I think it was a little too sweet. Yeah. yeah. See, that's the that's, that's some of the problems yeah. that I've had with some of them. I'm like, yeah. Eh. If I wanted a soda, I'll just drink a soda. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and But yeah, so there's an article on NPR. And um, apparently, um, over the past year, um, the market for non-alcoholic beverages has risen 20%. Yeah. And 120% over the last three years. And the market is now about $400 million in annual sales. Do you know why? Why? Because people didn't leave their homes in 2020 <laughs> for 18 like, months. I'm, uh, and, and then they're worried they're going to become an alcoholic. <laughs> and they're working from home. And uh, honestly, like the 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 number of uh, of uh, alcohol drinks being sold went, went skyrocketing during true. that time. And so I think I think people I I was doing dry gin I think before that, but. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think during that time, everybody's going, I maybe I need to control this a little bit. Cut back a more. little. Yeah, yeah. My, but they my also in the article, they said that um, most of the purchases, they're like concurrent. So, like, you can either have competitive, so like you're buying non alcoholic, so you don't buy alcoholic, or like complementary. And most non alcoholic, it's looking like it's complementary. So they're buying alcoholic beverages and non alcoholic beverages. Oh, just beverages. try and tone things down a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Uh-huh. Interesting. Okay. So, but I thought that was interesting. And I know it's January, and a lot of people do dry January. Mm-hmm. And the reason I had non alcoholic sparkling wine is because my friends who I had over for dinner, some of them are doing dry January. Um, and uh, so, yeah. 
I'm and, I, not, and I've had I've had people ask, is it like a spiritual thing? It's not. It's not. It has nothing to do with religion for me. It has nothing to do with this series <laughs> at all. <laughs> it was just a, a matter of. Uh, I think for me, you know, always trying, you can say that you're uh, not relying or addicted to something and yeah. then just try and take it away for a little bit and see how yeah. you do. You yeah. know what I mean? And are you able to to stop? And so uh, this is just me proving to myself. It's not like my wife asked me to do this <laughs> uh, or anything like that. It's just, uh, I'm trying to, uh, my liver works overtime on, on so many other things. Uh, the rest of the 11 months, I'm trying to tithe uh-huh. on my liver a little, a little tithe bit. Tithe on my li- liver. <laughs> <laughs> trying That's to give back uh, give, uh, him, give him a break one <laughs> twelfth uh, of the year so uh, well I'm sure your liver is thankful yep absolutely <laughs> uh, and there's some stuff that you can take too if you're looking to do any sort of liver cleanse with that oh. um, and it's called uh, milk thistle have you ever heard of milk no, thistle no it sounds like a it's like a little vitamin plant. thing that you can take and it's supposed to help I'm Anywho. sure it's a plant yep. milk thistle don't want to live on it they said but you can do it in seasons and it's supposed to help oh. flush your system a little bit okay, so a little well, bit of a detox alrighty there you go there you go <laughs> but do, do I know when the first of February is yeah it's yeah, next Wednesday it's Wednesday uh, <laughs> not this coming not but the this one coming. after yep yeah. absolutely <laughs> I I went through the uh, liquor aisle uh, at Costco yeah. like last week, and I had to like just like be, like I can't go through here. It's just depressing. <laughs> uh, I don't even. I would love to get that right now. And just buy it. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I'm like it's. Uh, whoop, kicking, oh, kicking mic stuff. problem. Yeah. Uh, Brent kicked the mic. Are you bringing this up because I made fun of your dirty habit, your dirty smoking no, habit last week, and now you're trying it. to like me? No. Like, this is this is <laughs> no. Let's, let's bring up your habit. I then. brought it up because I thought it was interesting. <laughs> Listen, and I know I, you do dry January, and so I was like, this will be related. Yeah. This will be like relevant. There it's is January one. Still. If you if you're listening, you're like, okay, what are like? I'm, I've tried O'Doul's. Thanks, but no thanks. I can't blame you there. Tastes like water. Um, <laughs> And like really bad water, like water that comes from the pipes at the uptown is bad basically water. what it tastes like. Um, uh, there is one that I have tried that I, I really like. It's called, uh-huh. it's from the Athletic Brewing Company. And uh-huh. their their thing is non-alcoholic because it's better. You can be, you know, if you want the athletic oh, bod, yeah. uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, then, then try these because these will be better for yeah, you to work off. Yeah, but it's still beer. Um, yeah, but it doesn't have the yeast and the oh. sugars. So oh, it's less, okay. it's, it's less caloric intake. Okay. So... Um, and there, they had some pretty decent stuff that was okay. like, okay, this tastes pretty good. And I, th- um, I think we got it at Grocery Outlet. You can order oh, it online, but I think they carry it at Grocery Outlet. Um, so. On the NPR story, they like tried an IPA and they were like, both the hosts were like, oh, it's pretty good. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. There you go. Um, okay, great. Uh, mine has to do with something far more spiritual, which I'm super excited about because <laughs> this is a spiritual podcast, Meg. I don't know what you're doing talking about all that. I'm just Listen, kidding. you started this by talking about being blind. One so. of the two, yeah. <laughs> one of the two things that I said on Sunday that God used to grow your faith was the idea of practicing spiritual disciplines or practicing uh-huh. uh, disciplines, personal disciplines. What do I call it? Yeah. Anyways, uh, <laughs> and they can't even remember. If you're, your yeah, if word. you're, yeah, if you're looking for some resources in that area. So you, by that, you mean like prayer time, reading your Bible, like that yeah. kind of stuff? Yeah. Okay. Like if you heard that sort of stuff and you're like, yeah, I need to do better at that. Mm-hmm. Um, there are two, both former pastors who have moved on to do other things, kind of focusing on these two different areas uh, that I think have been kind of um, 
they've kind of cornered the market for me on this. Okay. So previously, there was a famous book called Celebration of Discipline by Richard Foster, which was kind of like in my dad's era. That mm-hmm. was the book on spiritual disciplines. Then Dallas, a guy named Dallas Willard came in and kind of took over and did uh, The Spirit of the Disciplines, uh, Renovation of the Heart, a bunch of different books that were like, all right, now he's going to be the, he kind of took mm-hmm. the mantle from him. Uh, and he has since passed on and following in those footsteps mm-hmm. and quoting the, those two previous authors quite a bit um, is a guy named John Mark Comer, who was a pastor at Bridgetown Church in Portland area, which is actually pretty close and pretty cool. Um, they they meet or they, they he no longer pastors at that church, mm-hmm. but they still meet in the downtown area and have a pretty thriving young church uh, in Portland area. Um, and then also John Ortberg, who was okay. the former pastor at Menlo Park. Previously, he was at Willow Creek. Um, he's been an author of a ton of books. Fan, one of the, my favorite authors um, because he's just really smart and funny. And um, he, uh, both of them have now transitioned to full-time, not pastoring, but focusing on okay. spiritual discipline sort of pathways or online resources. Mm-hmm. I mentioned, you know, practical teaching doesn't just have to be come listen to Brent talk on Sunday mornings. Mm-hmm. I hope that it includes that. I'm trying hard to make that a pro- you know, a possibility. <laughs> but I also recognize that in the online resource that, was, that we have, you're going to find that practical teaching in a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. Perhaps these are the two ways if you're like, I need to know more about sa- Sabbath and fasting and um, solitude and prayer and um, you know hospitality and all that kind of stuff. That's their main focus. So two things, uh, two directions that you can uh, kind of uh, move towards that as I open up my computer and, and get these... Uh, I'm going to get these websites correct for you. All right. <laughs> Number one is practicingtheway.org. Practicingtheway.org. Mm-hmm. Um, is this like a Mandalorian reference? Just kidding. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> uh, that's John Mark Comer's new sort okay. of take on it. Uh, and if you've heard me in the last year or two shift towards more of a, you know, we're going to follow in the way of Jesus, follow mm-hmm. in the way of Jesus. Some of that, uh, a lot of that has been influenced from John Mark Comer's work because mm-hmm. um, he was the first one to speak of way with a capital W that kind of means... It's not just the teachings, but like a way of doing things. And yeah. so um, check that out. My wife specifically loves practicing the way. And I have to give her props because she was the one who mentioned uh, that story about Peter that I closed the talk with on Sunday. Oh, yeah. uh-huh. came from her remembering that John Mark had talked about it in a series that he had done on okay. that. And so um, check that out. And then also uh, becoming new or become, this is what it is. Sorry, it's just become. Become. Become new dot me. Become new dot me. Uh, that is John Ortberg's uh, thing. And he does like daily teachings and videos that get emailed to your inbox. And um, I like and respect both of those guys. Um, so those would be my two that I would point people towards. Cool. And so I wanted to bring those to you as my something interesting. It's become new.me and practicing the way.org. Nice. All right. Anything else? I'm, I'm good. Okay. Uh, this weekend, we finish off our series this time around. It'll be part four. We'll be doing communion together. Um, hopefully, you can be a part of it in person or online. In person at 9, 15, or 1030. You got some options there. Or online at 1030 at eastlaketricities.com. Or better option is download our app, click on the live stream button, and it'll be all right there for yeah. you. So, All right. That'll do it for this week's episode. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye.